Hello and welcome to Independent Claws. It has been a long time. I'm sorry about that. I'm not going to give you any excuses, uh, but I do plan on getting back to a more regular posting schedule. Um, so if you don't remember me, I'm your host, Sparf, and with me today are... Alkani. JD. And uh, we are just going to chat for a bit about... Various things. I've uh, got a couple of announcements right off the top. Um, Fang Volume 11 is now open for submissions. Uh, the theme is fantasy. You can find the submission call uh, at Fur Planet's uh, blog where they post submission calls. Um, just follow the guidelines, and uh, I am editing that, and I cannot recall if on a previous podcast I had announced my editorship of Fang starting with Volume 10. So... Surprise! I'm the editor of Fang. Um, and don't mind the sound of the refrigerator in the background. That is the price of not recording in my my fancy uh, foam-lined recording booth. Um, it is uh, the currently the 8th of January, 2020. Uh, that means we have moved into the new year, and that means it is awards nomination season. So if you are interested in the furry writing scene, we've got three different awards that uh, you might be able to nominate things for. Uh, the first is the Venerable Old uh, Ursa Major Awards. Uh, they are up for uh, recommended reading submissions, I believe. I don't think they're open for proper nominations yet. Um, but that, you can find them at ursamajorawards.org. Uh, the second one is if you are a member of the Furry Writers Guild, you are eligible to nominate for um, the Coyote Awards and um, the uh, coyoteawards.com, I believe, is the website for that, but you should be able to find that through the Guild resources. And finally, the newest award, the Leo Literary Awards, um, have specific eligibility requirements for nomination, um, which you can find on their website. Uh, they are hosted on furrybookreview.com. So if you've read some cool stuff uh, in the past uh, year that you that came out last year that you want to nominate, give 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 a nomination to your favorite stuff. If you haven't been reading it, first of all, shame on you. Uh, second of all, um, I forgive you, and you can do better. Just uh, look at the recommended reading and. Read some of that, and then maybe make some nominations before nominations close. Um, so, Alkani is here with me, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about an organization that has uh, existed for a bit now. Uh, it is the parent organization of the Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat, which you've heard me mention on this podcast a number of times. Um, full disclosure, I am a board member of this organization, so... Um, that that should be known right up front, but I wanted to give uh, our our chief a chance to talk about the organization, what we're doing, what we have done, what our plans are going forward. So, Alkani, take it away. Hi, thanks, Barf. Um, so once again, my name is Alkani, um, and I am the president and treasurer and the executive director of the Association for the Promotion of Anthropomorphic Writer. Writing, excuse me. I can speak, I promise. That was the whole point of all these vocal exercises that I was doing before. Once again, the Association for the Promotion of Anthropomorphic Writing. Excuse me. So we are a nonprofit corporation based in Maryland, and we are also a 
federally recognized public charity. So we do have a 501c3 status, which means if you happen to live in one of the areas from which we are authorized to solicit donations, your donations may be tax deductible. As always, check with your tax person before you assume they're tax deductible. Uh, we, our goal was originally to run the Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat, which is our uh, residential writing workshop program. It's the first program of its type within the furry fandom, and back when it was founded, before we acquired it, um, back in, I think it was 2015 at this point, uh, when it came into existence, uh, the intent was for it to fully support uh, free writers. Now, we are also interested in putting out some other programs that support and educate and help free writers promote themselves both within the furry community itself, the, uh, the rest of the furry writing community, and even to the public. And we also have a goal of having programs that are uh, promote and educate the public and do some outreach with the general public who may not be aware of what furry writing is or why it's an important form of art, to be honest. Um, you know, furry writing is art. Telling The storytelling aspect of it is fun and great. Uh, so we, as I mentioned before, we do currently have some programs that we run. These are our uh, RAR program, which is the Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat, which is a uh, five-day free residential writing workshop that supports and houses up to six writers with two instructors. So classically, those have been Kyle Gold and uh, Ryan Campbell, but this year Ryan is actually taking a bit of a break. So we will be having a new instructor, which we're hoping to announce uh, sometime within the next upcoming weeks once things have been finalized. So this year we are having the program at the University of Texas at Dallas, which is uh, near Plano, Texas, at and June 5th through 11th, 2020. Um, we do currently have applications open. It's a two-part process. Uh, you basically submit a paper form via our Google uh, form that we have set up, and then you email us a writing sample, which but this is a short story workshop, so the writing sample must be 6,000 words or less, and we strongly encourage it. If you want to submit an excerpt, excerpts must be from works that are 17,500 words or longer. So don't send us an excerpt uh, for anything shorter than that. We will probably reject it, um, but please do submit your short stories. Um, and whatever you feel is your best work, and we will be happy to take a look at your application and let you know. This year, we are also starting another program, which is called RERARD, which is the Repeat Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat. So that is only open to alumni, so that's one reason, another reason to attend our workshop. Um, that one is 10 slots, so for any of you alumni who are listening, pay attention. Um, we do have reserved slots for previous year's instructors, and of course, I will be there. Um, right now, it is a little bit up in the air on location. We're planning on trying to get this set up at the University of Minnesota, but we may fall back to the University of Texas at Dallas since we have a pretty strong relationship with them that we are hoping to take advantage of this year. Um, those dates are June 14th through 20th, and those will be rolling acceptances over to time, uh, depending on project uh, submissions. So uh, if you are an alumnus, work on those project profiles, which I should have guidance on within the next couple of weeks, um, and hopefully we're, we can see you there. We do also have some other future programs that revolve mostly around passive 
and active education. And what I mean by passive education is uh, essentially self-education resources, so things like audio and videos, uh, things like reading exercises and um, other sorts of learning guides, and things like turnkey writing track resources. So we do have a program that's called SCALE that we are looking to implement called Supplemental Curricula and Learning Exercises. And we also have a program that's much more interactive called Fluff, which is furry learning under full force. Uh, that's interactive education and panel programming seminars and lectures and that sort of thing. Uh, we also have an alumnus who has kindly taken the time to start developing a program. Uh, they've actually been working on it over the past six to eight months, if not a year. Uh, it is called the Anthropomorphic Writers Outreach Organization. That is meant to provide resources specifically to anthropomorphic writers, so things like a topical knowledge base. And we're also hoping to integrate in some other programs such as at convention promotion and marketing presence and much more of an aggressive public awareness and advocacy program to really help expose uh, the public to furry writing in general and help us continue to develop that. Um, there are some ways that if you are listening that you can help us. Uh, first off, we do accept donations in a limited geographic area. So Maryland, Connecticut, and Texas are some of the states in which we accept donations. However, if you go to our Regional Anthropomorphic Writers Retreat program webpage, which is rar.community, and you look for the donation link, uh, you'll actually have links to all of the places from which we accept donations. So if your state isn't listed, sorry about that. Um, but if you want to help us out anyway, you can always talk about us to your friends. If you have a bunch of furry writer friends, please let them know that we're here and that we are here to help them. We are um, through our writing workshop program and through any of the other programs in the future. Um, if you want to know more in person or if you want to ask me questions, I'm currently giving uh, an informational panel at the following conventions. Furry Fiesta, which is in February. Furthermore, which is in March. Anthrocon, which is in July. Megaplex, which is in August. And MFF, which is in December this year. Uh, additionally, I may make an appearance at Anthro Ohio, but that is to be decided. That being said, if you're also going to be at Further Confusion this weekend, uh, one of our alumni, Skunk Bomb, will actually be delivering the lecture along with Kyle Gold and Ryan Campbell. So if you're going to be at Further Confusion, go give them a visit. He should have some bookmarks and pens and flyers to hand out to you, and he can ask, answer questions on his alumni alumnus experience at uh, the workshop. So uh, I think I've talked a lot, so I will, I will stop there. But if you have any questions, please feel free to visit the uh, RAR website. We are working on getting a corporate website up. Um, and you can use any of the contacts on the RAR website, which once again is rar.community, the entire word. And we will be happy to get back to you within a few days. So uh, I wanted to say, also say thank you, Spar, for the opportunity to talk. I appreciate it. And uh, also remember to do what he said and go out and read those furry works that you know about and think about nominating for any awards for which you are eligible to make a nomination. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Alkani. Uh, so uh, I'm over here chewing on my fist because I want to know uh, in in our in, in our uh, APAW organization who, who who exactly is is the uh, the the CPO that is that is the the chief pun officer. Uh, you can blame Saxafrage for that. He also likes um, chewing on cables and is technically an ocelot. Technically, they are the, the they're the technical ocelot. Technically, an ocelot. So, 
You can blame Saxifrage for all the terrible puns. I knew it was going to come back to that ocelot. My, my, my nemesis. Uh, I think he said he was sorry already for the spilled tea. <laughs> no, we've cleaned up the spilled tea. It's fine. And then I think he left a note that said not sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I... It's just... It's been a, it's been a year. Like... I, uh, it's been more than a year since I posted anything. I was looking at my uh, recording dates and I was like, okay, so it's been over a year. Why has it been over a year? Oh, right, because life sucks. Um, so I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. And it's also a matter of, um, like a lot of, a lot of stuff's gone down since the last time I recorded. Like, uh, the LARP I liked to talk about that I was a, I was a, a plot writer for, uh, uh, Folded. So it's no longer a thing. So, uh, I'm still LARPing, uh, but I'm doing it as a player uh, and far more locally. I don't have to drive up to uh, Massachusetts four times a year to uh, to do a LARP. But I also don't have that outlet for, um, you know, interactive fiction that I did. And uh, so I, I've sat down with a, with a basic rule set and have started writing a game that I may or may not ever get to run. Um... If um, if I can manage it, I've got panel time slated at furthermore uh, for two panels on LARPing. One of them will be LARP stories, uh, and the other will be LARP demo. And if I can get staff from my current LARP that I'm playing to pop by and actually uh, demo a little bit of a scenario and talk about the rules and mechanics of the game and how and then show off how the game works, hopefully that will happen. Um, because, uh, the LARP I'm playing in right now has a really, really dedicated player base, player base, but they, they really need some more NPCs and I only have so many people I can feed to them. Uh, <laughs> I've given them my husband. I, I am, I am expanding in, in, into, into the polycule. Um, but so far two of the people in the polycule are players. So, uh, Coming out of coming out of Seattle to do this thing. Um, besides that, uh, I did finally uh, the uh, New Tibet anthology Shadows, uh, not Shadows. That's the other one. Patterns in Frost was released at the end of the year, which was awesome because now I have sort of met my little informal goal of having been published, but what by all of what I used to call the Big Three. Um, there's a lot more. There, there, there are a good number of furry publishers out there now. The landscape's changing a little bit, um, so I've got more to sling stories at. But so far, that was a that was a quiet sort of personal goal. Um, so Wolf has announced their uh, ending heat uh, with this past volume, which means I will never get uh, to get a story into heat, which kind of. I, w I would say it stings, but you actually have to put the work in to get a story written in order to be able to get into a uh, magazine like Heat, and part of my year has been not really doing that. Um, I haven't not been writing. I've been doing, because the LARP is really immersive and I really like the community, I've been writing character stuff uh, for the game for my character, so I have been flexing those muscles, and among our writing group that uh, JD and and uh, Alkani are part of, um, 
I've been submitting critique and, and reading others' writing as part of it. So I'm not totally rusty, um, and I'm not completely out of the game. And obviously, since I am editing Fang, uh, Fang's, um, F Fang's uh, dates this year are a bit tight, again, because of the way we wanted to get it back on an Anthrocon schedule. Um, after this year, the submission period will be longer. As long as I'm still in charge, it's going to be much longer. Um, but if we had kept it, it would have been longer this time if we'd kept it with a uh, release for MFF. Um, the publisher decided they really preferred it to go back to the summer, to go back to Anthrocon or right after Anthrocon. And my philosophy is that if you are going to publish a book right after a con, you should just push it to get it done by the con. So the the dates I have on that are uh, we, we opened on New Year's Day on January 1st. Uh, submissions will close on April 1st, and acceptances and rejections will go out by April 15th. Um, I'm going to be shooting for a lot sooner than that. I want to have the decisions more or less made on anybody who submits earlier than the deadline. So if you submit earlier than the deadline, you're not going to find out if you're in until the deadline has passed. But I'm hopefully going to know uh, to keep my life. And then it's going to release at Anthrocon 2020, so it's going to be a really tight editorial turnaround. Um, that, is, uh, that is for Planet slash Bad Dog Books, and uh, the pay scale is furry publication standard, so it's a half cent a word and a contributor copy. Uh, there are specific guidelines, like I said, those are up on Fur Planet's blog, or hopefully they will be. I, I think they went up a few days ago. And on uh, various writing forums, I know that there's at least one post with the guidelines. Um, the story length is pretty variable, minimum of 2,500, max of 10k, um, and we accept queries if you're going to go significantly longer than 10,000 words because you know it might might be fine but you have to ask um, and the usual caveats about acceptance uh, are in the submission call we don't take racism sexism discrimination of any kind portrayed in a positive light uh, pedophilia uh, incest rape torture dubious consent forced seduction snuff Anything like that. Um, we are looking for diverse voices, and Fang is a male-male erotica. As I point out in my submission call, male-male here includes trans men because trans men are men. So it's not a it's not based on genital configuration or how or what have you. So uh, definitely don't let that deter you if you have a story like uh, with with a uh, pairing like that. That is absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the rough, uh, the rough version of, uh, the fang call. Check out the actual written call for the email address to submit to, and the theme, again, is fantasy, um, meaning things like sword and sorcery or epic fantasy, urban fantasy, traditional high fantasy, some new combination thereof. What we're looking for there really is that the fantasy element is not um, solely that there are animal people. Um, like, 
that can be an element of it. Sure, I mean um, Tim Sussman's Collations books that is a that is an element, but it's not the only fantasy element of those. So, as, as a as a fairly recent example thereof. Um, JD, you working on anything fun? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I've been working uh, on a comp- story for Fang Eleven. Woo! Yes, I, I probably will f- slot into the high fantasy category. Uh, in addition, uh, if I can chill, I also have my own podcast, and we are up for review where we talk about furry books and reviewing them. Uh, we have two episodes out already, one on Inhuman Acts, an anthology of noir from Fur Planet, and actually the first book in the Collation series, Tower and the Fox. Uh, we're actually getting ready to do our third episode, which is a book that I picked, um, and I think that's all I'll say about that for the moment. Oh, you're going to be mysterious, huh? Just a little bit. Uh, we have had episodes TBD change, so until we're completely set. I feel we're completely set, but just in case. Okay, well that's pretty cool. <laughs> How about you? Besides, besides all of the APOS stuff, what are you working on? I was gonna, I was gonna say JD is clearly going for the tantalizing tingler of suspense there. Oh God! How you doing? I'm Chuck Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually also have a story that I've kind of toyed with very lightly for Fang Eleven that will be fantasy. It's actually set in the Dark Quanta continuity, which I've not mentioned on this show before, but which I have mentioned to the two of you in my writing group. Um, just very quick, very quick snapshot of Dark Quanta. Dark Quanta is a um, science fiction, science fantasy continuity where there, where some of the stories take place in societies where magic and technology are essentially one, and then you also have the other end of the spectrum, where some of the stories take uh, take place in more of a harder science fa- science fantasy, I guess is the way to put it, because there are still kind of fantasy elements. Uh, the story I'm specifically working on has a working title of Firebrand and is essentially set in a in a world where the very first trilogy of this continuity takes place. So between uh, a race of explorers from another continent who end up finding this other continent and running into the, the local population there who are not, um, who also have some level of technology, but it's a little bit more uh, of a basic more earlier in the technological scale if we kind of look at this from a Civilization five or like a Europa Universalis perspective. Um, so the story will be about how they interact um, specifically in, and how this one ritual of bonding is established for, for this couple while uncovering some other elements and putting in some other external conflicts that are right on the horizon for, uh, for both of these different continents interacting. So... So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's just a matter of finding time to do it. Yeah, yeah. And as we as we learned in the uh, APAW uh, discussion, you've got a lot on your plate. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, uh, that's the. Uh, I read a meme the other day that was uh, being an adult is just saying, but after next week things should calm down <laughs> every week until you die. Uh, <laughs> yep. That is that is my perpetual existence. Yes. Um, 
But it's okay. Sometimes things do calm down. Calm down so. so some sometimes they do, and then you worry about uh, what what you forgot to do. <laughs> yes. I have uh, since the last time I recorded. Unfortunately, my uh, my wine stock has grown again. I had been doing a lot of good in whittling it down, and it just uh, kind of uh, people kept bringing it, and I haven't been drinking it. Um, I am. I haven't regrown my tea supply yet. I still have tea, but I, I haven't exploded with tea. So that's that. That's at least something, you know. I take my small victories where I can get them. A tea explosion. Tea explosion. I, I can fix that. God, I, I hate you. I was gonna say, depending <laughs> on what kind of wine you have, you know, you can use that with chicken or beef. So that is something to keep in mind. It, it is it's true. I don't I don't pair wine. I sit and drink wine. Um, well, I'm yes. talking more about cooking with it. But oh yeah. oh oh, you didn't mean you meant like actually yeah mm-hmm. that yeah. Like you can make that, uh, you can be beef burgundy and... Uh, it would be delicious. Yeah, beef beef burgundy is actually really delicious. Um, yeah, you always know the rule of thumb, it's two parts in the recipe, one part in the chef. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, can't, I can't hear that or something like that. that uh, Are we talking I, about I, fang story potential there, or...? <laughs> um... Well, um, <laughs> you know, there is an entire Skyrim side quest where you murder a chef and steal his identity. Um, spoilers for Skyrim. Um, the, um, I, but I, I always remember the, 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 the cooking lady in Gremlins 2. Um, because the whole running gag in Gremlins 2 in this office building is that everything is hyper-modern and, you know, old ways of doing things don't matter. And so you get, like, you you hear a dude, like, listening to an announcement and the, the computer announcements, would the owner of such-and-such such car please retrieve it from the Clamp parking garage? Your car is old and dirty. <laughs> but there's there's a lady who te- who, who, who does a cooking show and the cooking show is called Microwave with Marge. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she, over the course of the little snippet, she's always in the background. It's never really, like, it's on her a little bit, but other stuff is happening. But you'll see her, she'll be like, This recipe is so piquant with sherry. Some people use a dash. Glug, 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 glug. I use a lot. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, not gonna ramble on too much longer. But uh, if uh, you are eligible or or would like to, you know, check out those those awards I mentioned. Uh, get some furry reading in. Check out Patterns and Frost. Uh, check out Fang Volume Ten. Uh, just dropped in uh, uh, December. Um, I'm in that one. Yeah, JD's in that one, and. Uh, Kyle and I are pretty proud of it. Kyle Gold and I co-edited that one, and now I'm flying solo. And I still don't understand what I did to make people believe I was competent, but uh, here we are. And uh, so in the meantime, um, hopefully in the feed at some point, you're going to get really weirdly disjointed uh, uh, podcasts with a lot of people on them out of time. And, and disconnected from their actual temporal reality uh, from the various conventions that have happened since the last time I posted anything. 
uh, and those will go live, and so you can enjoy those. And I have some more solo stuff that will be coming up. I'm going to try to be a little more regular. If I can, if I can get this podcast out about once a month, I'll be happy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna flood your feed with it. Um, but in the meantime, you know, keep writing and uh, read some furry books. And don't forget to listen in for podcast out of time. <laughs>